eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. First thing, you know, I just want to talk about, obviously, the news of the cancellation last week. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, disappointing. Uh, but... This is the reality that we're living in right now in 2020. Uh, our team, or actually I found out right after I met with you guys on Thursday, uh, it's never good when you have a number of missed phone calls uh, from Jen Cohen. And so, uh, you know, found out the news. We had an emergency team meeting about 45 minutes after that and uh, let the team know they were extremely disappointed, but I'm proud of them. They did not flinch. They did not flinch one bit. Uh, we rejuggle our schedule and uh, ended up practicing on Saturday and Sunday. And um, I love the way the guys responded. They came out to practice with energy and focus. And um, they just understand that this has been a roller coaster ride and, and we're, we're gonna expect another dip at some point too. There's gonna be highs and lows. And I'm just really proud of how the team responded. And then, uh, you know, the other thing I wanna address obviously is also midday Friday. Uh, you know, we also heard the news of the cancellation of Arizona and Utah. Um, and, you know, I know our administration and uh, Arizona's administration were in talks of possibly trying to, you know, slap something together at the last second. But logistically, it just couldn't work out. I know both sides wanted to get it done. Uh, this isn't pickup basketball. We're just like, hey, let's just go play in three hours. Uh, there's a lot of logistics going on. There's people's uh, pads and, and equipment being shipped. And that was obviously they're getting they're getting things shipped to different locations. So that was going to be very, very hard to pull off. I do think, you know, in the future, if, if teams know earlier in the week, uh, we could get this thing done if, if there's going to be cancellations um, along the way. Uh, but that was, uh, you know, would have been a logistical nightmare and um, it just couldn't happen. And so now our focus is uh, completely shifted, uh, you know, Friday afternoon, or excuse me, actually Thursday night, com com completely shifted to Oregon State. Uh, we are well into a week of our preparation uh, for our next opponent, and we are excited uh, to play that game this Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Um, and my last couple of updates here is, uh, you know, some update on the injuries and our quarterback situation. They're exactly as they were last week. All right. We'll open that up for questions. Here we go. All right. We'll go, we'll go to uh, Christian Capel, followed by Lauren, and then Fetters. Go ahead, Christian. Hey, Jimmy, I'm just going back to kind of the idea of being flexible and maybe rescheduling stuff on the fly this season. What, what, you know, assuming the logistics can be worked out and everything, what, what would your willingness level be to, to play an opponent that, you know, both teams have 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever to, to game plan for? 
Yeah, it's really not the game plan part of it. It's it's more of the, the logistics of getting the team to that city, uh, getting a hotel for close to over 100 people, uh, getting meals ready uh, for over 100 people for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and another dinner uh, at the last second. And also the equipment truck that's being, I mean, I know our equipment truck was on its way to Berkeley on Wednesday. And, and then all of a sudden had to turn around when we found out that there was no game. And so I can only imagine what, I don't know what University of Arizona, Arizona does, but I know we all travel very, very similar. And so like I mentioned in the opening comments, if we knew today, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, that a game is going to be canceled, I think it makes it way more, uh, you know, easy to get things changed and transitioned. But 24 hours, 48 hours, that's going to be tough, extremely tough. All right, we'll go to Lauren and then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Lauren. Hey, Jimmy. Um, I know there was a lot of optimism heading into this season that these cancellations wouldn't happen because of what the Pac-12 was able to do with the testing. How much more concerned are you now that you will see this happening more often? And how do you kind of prepare your team for, for that idea? Yeah, it's, it's obviously a tough situation. Uh, you know, we, this is what the interesting thing about this, this whole uh, situation is, is we can do everything in our power to make sure the virus is not in our building our staff is, is healthy and our, and our players are healthy. But if our opponent is not healthy week in, week out, there's chances of, of us missing games, which we've already missed one. And so it's just a unique, it's a unique situation uh, that none of us have had to deal with. But again, I'm proud of our players. I'm proud of how they've responded to this. They responded with great energy on Saturday and Sunday in, in preparation for our next opponent. And all we can control is making sure the virus doesn't come in this building and get ready for um, our game uh, this Saturday. Chris Fetters and then Mike Farrell. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Jimmy, um, obviously the, the Pac-12 isn't locked into what they're going to do that final weekend of the season, December 19th. Um, did you guys talk about the possibility of maybe playing Cal then? That hasn't been discussed. The plan from the Pac-12 is that is going, as you guys know, is that uh, the Pac-12 the Pac championship will be the, the day before. And then they are going to, you know, basically seed the north and the south. The two is going to play the two, the three is going to play the three, and so on and so forth. And so that's the, uh, currently, that is uh, how the schedule is laid out for us and the whole Pac-12. All right, Mike Farrell and then Ruth Robbins. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm going to ask an actual football question. Um, Alex, when, uh, when, when Alex Cook came, I know that in high school he played a ton both ways. Was there a lot of consideration of bringing him in as a DB? And, and when he did flip to DB, how instrumental were you in, in trying to bring him over? Yeah, so that's an awesome question. He was in my office on his, on his uh, recruiting trip when he came to watch a game. He was in my office first on the defensive side of the building, and we were recruiting him. We knew he was a really good player on both sides of the ball, but we recruited him as a DB first. And uh, and then slipped through my fingers. He we we the offensive side got him first. Uh, but as you guys know, I'm always recruiting on, uh, and now I'm recruiting on both sides of the ball. Uh, but uh, when I was on defense, obviously I was always looking at the offensive side of the ball, saying, "Hey, we could use that guy. We could use that guy." And uh, Alex Cook's a really good football player. He showed up for us, you know, last year on special teams, and. Um, you know, we, we think he's going to be a really good defender for us. And he has really good hands, which we know uh, we that's a premium here uh, here at the University of Washington. We like guys that uh, 
enjoy scoring and get the ball back for, for our offense. So extremely excited about for, for Alex. And uh, he's a heck of an athlete. He's tough. He's got really good hands. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do in 2020. All right, we'll go to Ruth and then Dan Rayleigh. Go ahead, Ruth. Yeah, Jimmy, you said earlier that, you know, getting such short notice on a cancellation like that is, is tough. But I just wondered, like, on the team, what does that do to their psyche in terms of being all pumped up to play and then they don't play? And then how do you harness that energy going into Oregon State this week? Are they too pumped up? I mean, how, do you, how, are, you gonna, how are you dealing with that? Yeah, yeah. We felt that on Saturday and Sunday's practice. Uh, it, was a, it was very energized, but also a little chippy at times. I think uh, they, they were not, I think, I know they were ready to go uh, trade some paint and hit some pads that have different uh, color uh, than their own. And you definitely could feel the, uh, you know, just that little chippiness, little edge. Uh, and so now, yeah, we're, we need to harness that. We need to harness it. Just like you said, we need to harness that now for our next opponent. Uh, get out there tomorrow and, and have another, another good practice and, and have this thing build up until game day on Saturday. And then we got to wait all the way until 8 o'clock. It is what it is. And these guys should be fresh and excited and ready to go. All right, Dan Raley, then Larry Stone. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Jimmy, <clears throat> a lot happened around the conference with games being canceled. And, and then I read or, or heard that Washington State went without 32 players and still played a football game. Did you have to talk to your guys again after this disappointment of not playing to remind them that they needed to be careful again through the weekend um, and, and just keep on, on the same schedule that you've asked them to be on? That is a daily discussion. I think I've already mentioned to you guys, that's a daily discussion that we always talk about. And uh, what, what I say to them every day now, and I'm sure they're getting sick of hearing it, but I'm gonna still say it is that don't let your guard down. Do not let your guard down. And we shared the Wisconsin um, you know, scenario. They went, I believe it was three months without having one positive. And now they have, I don't know the exact number, but it's, it's in the 20s to 30s of positive. And now they've missed their last two games. And so all we can do is try to learn from other people. And, um, and yes, th that is a daily reminder. And for the rest of this year, until this pandemic is over, they will hear that from me and our staff. All right, Larry Stone, then Lars Hansen. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, Jimmy, you've addressed the potential frustration of the players. What about the coaching staff? This is the fourth potential opener that you've game planned for and prepared for that you've had to throw out three of them now. How do you keep as a staff uh, positive and not expressing your frustration to, to the players and keeping them positive? Yeah. I mean, it's at this point, it, it really, it feels like we're not surprised anymore and that we're not even surprised anymore. We're just like, okay, here we go. It, it's on to the next and let's, let's build a plan and let's get ready to go. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. Um, I tell you what, I mean, our, uh, you know, Amanda Forshay, my assistant, we're changing schedules at the last second. And it, it, we look at each other like, okay, well, we've done this before. Here we go. Let's do it again. And that's just how, that's just how it has to be. And, and don't be surprised by it. Uh, as we sit here right now, the schedule could change by the end of the day. And I will not be surprised. I will not be surprised. And we'll be ready to move on and, and go. Like we talked about when the pandemic first started, the, the, the teams and the staffs that just keep their head down and keep working, and grind through this thing are going to be the ones that come out on top uh, successful. Uh, there's things we can't control, and the things we can control, like limiting the virus in this building, we're going to continue to try to, to do that. And then the things we can't control, we can't worry about that. 
So it's just positive energy forward and, um, and we'll be ready for the next, there's, there's going to be some change in here coming up and we're going to be ready for it and we'll deal with it. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Lars, then Tim Booth. Lars, go ahead. Hey, Coach. Um, given that Oregon State played, obviously, and you didn't, how much of an advantage is that for you knowing, that, again, they haven't seen the offense and you now have an entire game to go off of Oregon State? Yeah, I think it, it goes both ways. I mean, obviously, we're able to see them on tape. And they haven't seen us on tape, so that's you know that's an advantage for us. But also, they've played a game, and we haven't played a game yet. And so now they they have a game under their belt, and they've kind of been through the, you know, the whole game scenario of not having fans in the stands and what that feels like. And they've they've played against another opponent. Uh, we have a bunch of guys that uh, are going to be making their first start, you know, early, you know, uh, freshmen playing that have never played a college football game before. Uh, we haven't played a game with no fans in the stands, all those things. So there's advantage, those advantages on both sides. Uh, but, yeah, no question. Us be able to watch them uh, for sure is an advantage, but for them having a game up on us is an advantage for, for the Beavers. All right, Tim Booth and Art Teal. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, Jimmy. Um, it's pretty rare during the season that you can just sit back and, and watch your upcoming opponent um, on a Saturday night. Do you – did you just sit there and sort of watch it as a, as a fan and then you start breaking it down the next day or are you sort of breaking down what Oregon State was doing as you're watching that game on Saturday? Right. It's, it's actually not as rare as you think. We, we end up watching a lot of games um, on Saturdays when our game is concluded in for years past. Uh, and what we normally do is we just make notes. You know, the TV copy is very hard for us coaches because we can't see the all 22. But we make notes as we go. Uh, there's some things you can see on the TV copy that you can't see on the all 22. And so we're, we're always watching those. Uh, but yes, this weekend, we all watched it. Um, our players watched it. And um, as a staff, like we always do, we, we make notes. And, um, and then, of course, we can't wait for the all 22 tape to come in so we can actually sit down and break it down um, the way we normally would. All right, we'll go to Art Teal, then Masvida. Go ahead, Art. Uh, Jimmy, getting back to the WSU situation, um, they announced after the game that there were 32 uh, absent players, but they didn't disclose why. They didn't say if it was COVID, uh, if it was for sit-outs, injuries, a bus broke down, whatever. Um, I don't expect you to uh, comment on what they did, but what is your obligation as a head coach to report uh, conditions on your roster to first the Pac-12 and then publicly. Right. I only saw the headlines of that. I didn't really dive deep into it, which I'm sure you guys have. Um, but, you know, we, we will report on things that we can report on and also keeping our players' medical stuff out of the newspaper. And so we don't – if there's something, thing, something that we can't report on uh, because of uh, – uh, you know, their personal info, we're not going to report on it. Um, if there's some things I can share, there's, and I talk to our medical team and I can share it, I'll share it. But is there a public health issue that has to be considered? I mean, if, they, if players are positive, this is a 
a big deal beyond competitiveness. Oh, well, yeah. So if any, if any staff or players are positive, uh, they automatically go into quarantine. Um, and so just like, uh, you know, our general population would go into quarantine, but for sure, you guys can be, be well assured that anybody that's the part of the university of Washington, if they have been infected or contact trace that been around somebody that has been infected with the coronavirus, they immediately go into quarantine. And so that still does not need to be publicly reported. All right, we'll go to Masvida and then Christian. Go ahead, Mas. Yep. Hey, Jimmy, uh, two quick ones. One, uh, I know there was disappointment. Obviously, you guys not playing. Was there some excitement when you all were watching the Pac-12 play this weekend? Like, you know what, even though it's not us, there is, you know, the Pac, the, the pack is playing. No question. I was extremely excited, ex- extremely excited that uh, uh, we, you know, we get – the Pac-12 on national TV, uh, I thought that was awesome at that 9 a.m. start. Everyone got to see it. I got a lot of text messages from East Coast friends. We're like, hey, hey we get to watch your games. Uh, I think it was huge. Um, and I think uh, it's, it's going to do well for, for our conference the more, we're, the more we're seen nationally. I think I, I told you guys before, I lived on the East Coast before in the late games, the late starts. I fall asleep when I used to live on the East Coast, and I didn't get to watch the Pac-12. And so I think those those early games, those mid games, it's it's good for the conference, and they get to see what big time football is out here out west. Or the recruits get to see it, the media gets to see it, the college football playoff committee gets to see it. It's good for the Pac-12, and I think the numbers here in the last couple of years, our conference has the third most NFL draft picks of any Power Five conference. There's only two conferences ahead of us. And then here at the University of Washington, of course, we have the most NFL draft picks in the Pac-12 at UW here. So we have really good players. We, there's really good coaches across the whole Pac-12. And there's really good teams that need to be seen. So, yes, I was extremely excited to watch. And just, just from a learning perspective, when do you all get the 22 film that you're talking about to start, you know, game Saturday? When do you get that film for the next week for the opponent? Uh, for sure, the next day is when we start watching it and breaking down as, as coaches. Uh, but our video guys, I mean, I think they get it probably late that night, I'm guessing. But I don't have that exact time frame. But the next day, it's all ready for us to go and to start uh, breaking down. Thanks. Just point of reference. Thank you. Yep. All right, Christian and then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Christian. I, I know a lot of your guys were really impressed two years ago with Jamar Jefferson, um, Oregon State's running back when, when they came up here. He was banged up last year and, and probably didn't have the year he wanted, but seems like he's off to a nice start this season. Just what, what's unique about him as a runner when you watch him? Yeah, another one of those big running backs you guys know I like. And he's, a, he's a big one. Uh, he runs powerful. He runs behind his pads. Uh, and he's nifty with his feet at that size. Uh, their O-line and their offensive scheme, they do a really good job of, uh, of covering people up and, and, and pushing guys off the ball. He is definitely one of the top running backs in our conference, and the stats show it. Uh, and you can just tell he, he's also going to be a player that he keeps doing what he's doing, and he's going to play at the next level as well. Uh, we will have our hands full on Saturday night. He's an excellent football player. All right, Fetters, and then Kim Grindles. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Jimmy, based on the communications that you had with the Cal folks down there when you had heard that there was a possibility things could go south a little bit, I think a lot of fans want to know, could the same thing happen up here in Seattle with King County? Are, are you aware, like, if, if the same situation happened up here that happened down in Alameda County, could Washington miss up to two games? Is, is, that, a, is that 
possible given the, given the exact same scenario? From the details that I've heard that happened down there, that would not happen here at the University of Washington. Um, you know, our medical advisory team's done an amazing job um, and, our, and our medical team here of just how the contact tracing works and all the protocols that we go through the exact situation that just happened down there would not happen here at the University of Washington. All right, Kim Grinnells and then Lars Hansen. And after that, hands up, please. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Jimmy, with no fans in the stadium, can you give us a little bit of an idea of what to expect um, atmosphere-wise, you know, running out of the tunnel, purple smoke, national anthem, noise, the uh, speakers, and how much of that were you involved with and how much input did you have? Yeah, so we've we've gone through it uh, four times now with our preseason games uh, that we've had. Uh, the atmosphere is going to be, uh, you know, with some music in between timeouts, TV timeouts, that sort of thing, and then the crowd noise, all the things that the Pac-12 is allowing us to do. Um, you know, anything pre-game, I'm not really sure of because there's actually there's nobody there. We basically be entertaining uh, the officials and the TV crew. Uh, but during the game, for sure, there, there'll be some music, there'll be some crowd noise, and the normal, the normal sounds you would hear uh, after scores, after scores by the University of Washington, at least, uh, it, that, that, you'll, that you'll hear. So we've been through this as a team here, and um, it's obviously, you cannot replace our amazing fans, uh, but it is what it is uh, in 2020, and, um, and we'll have to deal with, it, uh, with the atmosphere that we're setting up. All right, the last three questions will be Lars, Chris, and then Ruth. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, Coach. One quarterback I know at least you can talk about, um, Tristan Geba, um, just thoughts on how he played in his first game for Oregon State. Yeah, talented player. I mean, I remember seeing this player when he was coming up as a recruit, and uh, we saw him a little bit last year. You know, he played uh, sparingly last year. He's athletic. Uh, that's the big difference between the quarterback they had uh, last year. Nothing against him. He's obviously a really good player. He's in the NFL now, but – um, he can run, he can run and he can, and he can spin it. He's got good, he's got good size. Um, and any quarterback that can kind of really extend the play with their feet is always, always causes defenses, uh, issues. Um, uh, I think they, uh, you know, this last game probably admittedly maybe start off a little bit slow, but then he heated up and he had some, he had some big numbers towards the end and that thing got really, really tight towards the end. So, uh, he's a good quarterback. Can, can beat you with his feet, and he can beat you with his arm. All right, we'll go to Chris and then Ruth to wrap it up. Go ahead, Chris. Jimmy, uh, with, when the game was canceled, what plans did you uh, put in motion for the team on Saturday? Yeah, it was uh, – here we go. All, all eyes on our next opponent, Oregon State. Full focus. Full focus on our next opponent. Um, and, of course, practice. I mean, there's things that we need to work on still. Uh, there's going to be things that we need to work on at the end of the year to try to get better. And so, uh, but that was the whole focus was here we go. All right, next, next opponent. Let's break out what we know about them, what we don't know about them and let's get better and let's get an added practice uh, to prepare for our next opponent. All right, Ruth, last question. Go ahead. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, this may be like an elephant in the room right now, but obviously, you know, I know you were very uh, conscientious about encouraging guys to vote and to get involved and to really uh, get out there and make their voices heard through the voting process. Obviously, the, things are just a mess, right? And I just wondered, have you talked to the team or has there been any kind of 
advice given on how, you know, because obviously, you know, everybody's got different opinions on this, but have you talked to them about staying unified just despite, you know, the, some of the debates that are coming up about this and people just, you know, tensions are just really high. And I just wondered if you've had to address that at all with the team. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been very positive. Uh, you know, I've, obviously we had a hundred percent registration and over 90% of our team voted. Um, and I was very clear when we went through this, I wanted to empower them and let them know uh, the power that they have to vote, whichever circles they're circling, just make sure they do the research and, and vote. And I was very proud that over 90% did. And I think across the country, what you could see is it was one of the highest voting, um, you know, the people that have registered and, and participated uh, in years. And so I think, uh, I think that was a huge um, positive uh, for the United States of America. And, you know, we, I'm just proud of our guys that they, that they participated. And other than that, uh, on our team, every, everybody sees that uh, the, the, whole, the whole country spoke and they all voted. And that's how democracy works. Uh, and whoever gets the most votes of the electoral votes wins. And uh, that's how this, this race uh, ended. So on our team, uh, we've been completely open about it. And um, everybody understands that uh, we have different opinions on both sides of the aisle. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 